children what's happening everybody how's everybody doing today welcome to film junkie live on your monday end of monday december 5th here we are in december jesus christ uh, i need to finish up my uh my shopping i need to finish up my christmas shopping hopefully you guys are doing it too make sure you guys uh hit that uh, like thumbs up subscribe to the channel hit that notification bell so you know when i'm doing this shiza and um yeah, do all that, become a member, everything. What is this? Okay, sorry. Just looking at my buttons here, making sure everything's all good. Um, what? Okay, sorry. Eat. Oh, I thought I turned the music off. All right, we're good. All right, so anyways, yeah, do all that. Follow me on all the sock meds around me. Everything like that. So how we doing out there? What we got? What we got? What's going on, Ryan? What's going on, Miss Nighthawk? Hi, sweetie cakes. Hi. Hi. Uh, yeah, and that happened, too. Just happened, man. Can't believe it. Can't believe she was 71. She definitely didn't look like it, man. What's going on, Mr. Nate? What's a canceled DC project you'd like to see Gunn bring back? Deathstroke. <laughs> yes. If that was even canceled to begin with, I don't know. Anyways, uh, what's going on, Mr. Fear Jason? Good to see you. We got Patrick. Why so serious? And Game of Thrones season three is fire. Still haven't gotten into it. We got Tet right here. Good to see you. We got alien sex love sounds right here, of course. Yeah. Um, how's it going? We got, uh, let's see, well, now what the hell is Rubble Moon? I know, where the hell is it? I know, we're all anxiously awaiting, don't worry. We're all, we're all right there with you. We're all right there with you, so. All right, who else do we got here? Let's see. Yeah, she was in Star Trek 2, Wrath of Khan. Yeah. Uh, I got introduced to her with Look Who's Talking, which I love. Love that movie, so yeah. And we got Mama Film Junkie is here, so Let's see what else we got. That is uh, a, a, a that is a weird dream right there, but uh, hey, whatever, you know. <laughs> Good one right there. Um, skinny dipping. It's been a while since I've done that. That's for sure. Long time. Water years. Am I right, Nighthawk? Anyway, so okay. Ah, uh, JD, what's going on? Good to see you. Ahoy, ahoy, Mr. McKenzie. Good to see you, too. All right. Let's do that. Okay. Who else we got? We got uh, Mr. RJ right here, everyone, watching this as I lie down. Had, uh, ooh, oh, so that's right. You had your tonsils uh, messed with. Going to be uh, taking it easy day by day. For, ugh. Well, hopefully you recover quickly, man. Right before Christmas, though, at least. So that's good. Game City Savior. Let's see. I know you said Love and Thunder is like a Saturday Night Live skit and that uh, just reminds me that when I watch Christopher Reeve Superman it's kind of got that same feeling because Saturday Night Live was very was very what I mean that was 1978 though <laughs> 1978 very popular at the time just uh, waiting for Bill Murray to pop up sometimes maybe Kevin Feige is watching Superman too much eh, but I would say the first super the super the the Donner Superman movies are light years better than Thor Love and Thunder going on stephanie t is here we got miss lisa jackson right here as well good to see you mr venom all right let's see um oh yeah i know you made that but i didn't i need you to i, I forgot to uh, send you over that right don't i need that i'll get that worked out don't worry i'll get that worked out uh let's see who else we got and faro yes how's it going cheers i do have my wine this uh monday so cheers for everybody mm. 
Let's see. We got Mr. Shamagic right here. Good to see you. Uh-oh. Something got hidden. Oh, we got some bots. We already got the bots. Because KC brought the bots. That's what happened. KC was like, release the bots. That's what he did. Uh, I'm hopefully going to – I think I'm going to check it out this Thursday. Since I didn't go see it last Thursday, I think I'll check it out this Thursday. So, yeah, exactly, exactly. You brought the bots. You brought the sex bots, you perv. So, you know, it's just uh, saying. Anyways, um, okay, so what we talk, let's talk about more. What's going on, Draga? Good to see you. Who else we got? We got Rosemary here as well. Always good to see ya. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what's going on when it comes to all that. All right, guys, I appreciate you guys. Hope you guys had a good weekend. I know I did. Um, um, as per usual, had a great weekend. So nothing wrong with that. Hopefully you guys did too. We got plenty to talk about. It's very, uh, you know, DC Warner Brothers related today for sure. So a lot of talk when it comes to that. We're going to talk about The Flash. We're going to talk about the box office struggles for Black Adam. We're going to talk about the new name that they're going to go with HBO Max. Uh, spoiler alert, it's not that creative. Um, and then, of course, we're going to talk uh, over the weekend. There was an article of the Batgirl directors talking about the cancellation and everything. And, of course, we're going to get to the tweets right here to, uh, you know, see what else happened over in, the, in this um, crazy uh, little world right here. So, all right, guys, let's get right to it got all that all right let's get through that tweets all right starting off fear jason made uh this batman returns poster right here which is pretty cool you know um should got a better picture though it's a little pixely but hey it's still pretty cool he still lined it up pretty well on batman's face that's right casual batman will be returning soon i can assure you right there so then we got scott showing his uh his vinyl right here for watchmen wasn't too many of these pressed, so good stuff. And then we got, uh, speaking of uh, Rebel Moon, well, of course, Zack Snyder, Rebel Moon, something Zack Snyder-related movie. We got Sophia Batella. She uh, wrapped Rebel Moon, of course. Well, they pretty much wrapped Rebel Moon. I'm sure there's some pickups and whatever the hell that they're going to have to do. But um, we got this post right here on your Instagram. 152 shooting days, one year. That's a wrap on Rebel Moon. I left a big piece of my heart there. Rebel Moon, look at that, look at that, look at that slate, pretty good slate, somebody decipher that slate, so congratulations to them, uh, let's see what else we got, December 1st, yep, um, Project Justice League Ultimate Cut coming, that's a pretty cool little art right there, I like it, I like it, what's going on Keith, good to see you, and then of course we have Power is Primal, the Transformer Rise of the Beast trailer, we talked about it on the Vodka stream. We talked about all the trailers on the Vodka stream, so if you didn't check that out, please do so uh, with the panel. Uh, the Transformer trailer, I was like, eh, I'm kind of over it. Um, I, I, I wasn't one of those people that was uh, so, like, everybody was just praising the absolute crap out of, out of uh, Bumblebee. I wasn't one of them, so I was just kind of like, it was fine. It was okay. Whatever. Hey, and then we got a Floating Heads pick, uh, a Floating Heads poster for Babylon right here, so... Yeah, even Babylon gets the floating head treatment when it comes to a poster. But, uh, hey, you know, it's got Margot Robbie on it. That's all That's all we need, right? That's all we need. Uh, hey, then look at this right here. It's not a question. This is just a message to James Gunn, yes. you know. Message to James, James Gunn. Me, Hassan, as a fan from the Middle East, you know. I want this guy to be back. I want Darkseid to be back. Call me. So call him, please. <laughs> we want him back. Regardless, like, we want... 
our dark side to be back to that DC universe. And, and you know, it's, it's a multiverse right now. I think this is what they're aiming for. Like, they are welcoming, you know, what I liked about their approach is that they were welcoming all the fans from across the multiverse, as James Gunn has, has you know, said it. So. I really do think that there has never been a better time to be a fan yes. with all of the things happening you know, with Marvel things. and with DC everything. and all of these different properties that are, that are getting loud, looked Ray. at and getting made Say and everything. The dark it's a great time to be a fan. Henry's back. Yes. Affleck yeah. is back. And I'm just here. Like Affleck had technically never left, and we don't know if he's fully back. We got to always there's, always, there's always that little debate when it comes to Affleck. But yes, if uh, please, please bring him back. James Gunn, do so, do so, do so. All right. And then, of course, we got uh, John Favreau teases The Mandalorian Season 3 is bigger scope than previous seasons with more space battles, more Mandalorians, and some surprises. So some good surprises, hopefully. And then, of course, we have the Indiana Jones trailer. There's the poster right there. All right. I don't mean to do that. Sorry if I hurt your ears, but uh, it happens. Uh, we talked about it, of course, on the Vox stream. Like I said, we talked about all the trailers. I dug the trailer, thought it was I thought it was good, but if you know, a couple little wonky shots, the the whole de aging thing, that was pretty cool. You know, we're gonna have like an uh, a younger Indiana Jones that's gonna be showing up, which was already teased and talked about before that. But did enjoy it, did definitely enjoy it. Apparently, they showed 18 minutes of Avatar: The Way of the Water over at CCXP as well. Hey, the internet before the internet. That's right. Back in what 1988, probably. This is a um, this is a little like that somebody made this right here made a bunch of uh, copies of course when it came to Michael Keaton being cast as Batman it's just kind of funny because even today there was also a similar thing that happened when he was being brought back for the Flash but yes this is an old little somebody made this right here and they somebody posted this saying Michael Keaton as Batman recently Michael Keaton Beetlejuice and Johnny Dang Dangerously was cast to play the lead role in the upcoming Batman movie a lot of comic Comics professionals um, uh, are are against this decision, and so are fans of The Dark Knight. Do we want a serious film or a remake of the goofy 1960s TV series? Let your opinions be heard. Write to, and then of course all that right there. Somebody write, somebody write, somebody write a letter to uh, Mark Canton right here. I, I doubt it's going to even go in there. It's probably going to get returned to you. But somebody write right there. It says, please write intelligent letters only. As we have absolutely nothing against Mr. Keaton, we just feel we would not he would not make a good Batman. Little did they know when it came out, it was dark as shit. And yeah, that was it. History was made. And everybody loves Michael Keaton and Michael Keaton's returning, of course, for the Flash, which is great. Um, and then of course, well, you know, the Batgirl thing was a whole that was that was Walter Hermada's mess right there that caused that not to see but yeah. The internet before the internet, but uh, I know I know some people are still not all about uh, about Keaton's Batman, and you know I know if Jose was here, I don't know if he is here, but um, you know he would uh, probably ban all of you right here. He he'd kick you out. He'd suspend you because you guys you guys need to realize that you know being the first cinematic Batman and the fact that the odds were against him because he was a comedic actor didn't really look the part. I think he still pur pulled it off pretty well. That's why I'm wearing my 89 Batman logo shirt because I love it. I love it. So shush, okay? You guys need to shush when it comes to this, okay? So please do so. That's what I, that's what I say for you guys. But that's just pretty funny. The internet before the internet.
Guardians of the Galaxy 3 poster right here. New one. So that's cool. Cool little poster. And then, of course, the trailer came out. Trailer uh, looks great. So looks like it's going to be uh, it's going to rip your guts out and also be have some dumb humor as the uh, the previous ones did. Uh, Timothy Chalamet wearing some weird kind of um, coat that shows his skeleton. I mean, he's so skinny that, I mean, only his skin covers skeleton, his his uh, his skeleton. So, I mean, I guess, uh, you know, he's becoming transparent now. But, hey, you know, whatever. Uh, then, of course, there was some Doom Patrol uh, trailer season four right there that was uh, talked about. We got Paul Rudd right here. Paul Rudd showing up to talk about Ant-Man at CCXP. And we all love Paul Rudd. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Because... They were like, they're like, uh, why is everybody cheering for Kang? Kang's the bad guy. Why are people cheering for Kang? Can't cheer for the bad guy, but, you know, whatever. It's fine. Uh, what else we got? Uh, we got Martian Manhunter Funko Pop coming out from Justice League. Target exclusive right there. That looks pretty cool. Love this art right here for Kevin Conroy and Batman the Animated Series. Uh, from Moez Eclass. If I, can, if I said that correctly, probably not. Uh, that's pretty funny. Uh, of course, I was posting some of this stuff right here, which is good. Look at this shot. Look at this beautiful freaking shot right here. Beautiful. Rebel Moon right here, of course, is going to be gorgeous. It's going to be gorgeous because, you know, it's a Zack Snyder film. But, yes, as you see right here, he posted this on his Vero, and it's just a gorgeous-looking shot right here. I mean, I, I know some people had problems with the dream lens when it came to Army of the Dead. And, uh, you know, I get it, but even Zach was, you know, it was experimental. He just wanted to try to use this dream lens, and maybe some people didn't really dig what was happening in Army of the Dead. I thought it was fine, but uh, the dream lens is going to be, you know, utilized a little bit in here, too. And when it comes to a shot like this, I mean, come on, absolutely gorgeous. Seriously, Casey, if you're, you just brought in all the freaking porn bots, I tell you what, you brought in all the porn bots. Violent Night, which we were just talking about, it made 1.1 million on the Thursday uh, stuff, so that was pretty cool. Nobody 2 is aiming to begin filming next year. Looking forward to it. And then this, talking about The Flash, apparently, you know, The Flash film news, they got something. They got a little something, something, but yes, uh, when it comes to Supergirl's cape, it pays homage to a classic Superman design with a Man of Steel twist, though it's not the classic shield the ash shield supergirl's cape contains subtly embedded kryptonian text just like the ones found on both cavill's and hers chest so a little added bonus when it comes to supergirl and her costume apparently yes you got some design that is within the cape so when it's you know when we get that cape porn and it's flapping around you're gonna see some little like design some lines some ridges some all kinds of stuff that are going to be within the cape that's going to be basically showing some Kryptonian kind of uh, text right there, just like it is on the shield on her chest and everything. So that's cool. I like that. I like that little added bonus because it's like, you know, how do you, uh, how do you spiffy up the, the, the cape a little bit? You know, it's, you're not going to put like that yellow S on the outside. That's a little tacky, right? You don't want to put the yellow S on it, but why not embed some more design within the cape? And I think that's going to look pretty cool. It's just kind of funny, though, because if you're looking at this graphic right here, I don't think there's anything that's um, anything that's been released. I don't think there's been anything that's been released yet that has shown this. So I'm wondering if uh, Flash Film News got some kind of actual, you know, got some kind of actual uh, exclusiva.
But what do they know, right? They're just, uh, they're just a Twitter handle, right? Am I right? They don't know what's going on when it comes to the Slash. Not at all. Uh, Deadites. Here's uh, a, an image right here that Mr. Um, Bruce Campbell posted for Evil Dead Rise right there. So that's pretty cool. We got Deathstroke versus uh, Batfleck right here from Mask of Shy. Good, good stuff. And then we got the boys talking about a deleted scene when it comes to the first Shazam movie. This is pretty funny. I invited another friend. I hope that's okay. Huh? And then, of course, it's Homelander. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, oh, this is absolutely beautiful right here from Mr. Barr, rbar.com. This is, I probably want to get this on my wall. I love how the bat signal goes right into the headphones right there. It's just so pretty. Just absolutely gorgeous right there for, you know, a little tribute to Kevin Conroy. Love that kind of art from Ryan Barr right there. Absolutely gorgeous. Love it. Look at this fan-made poster for the Batman 2, The Court. So kind of, you know, you got Mr. Freeze going right here. A little bit of owl looking like the cow almost looks like an owl. Yeah, I like that. That's pretty cool. Uh, and then we'll keep on going. And then, yes, guys, I did a little short, uh, a little short video. I don't know if you guys caught it on Saturday talking about, of course, the Blue Beetle logo, you know, the official Blue Beetle logo. And uh, everybody's pretty much liking it. There hasn't really been anything too bad. Like, of course, there's always going to be like those people that are just want to hate everything. And I've seen some of those tweets when it comes to anything that's new DC. They just want to absolutely hate it. And it could because it's not what, uh, you know, it's not. Well, it's not their Zack Snyder DC stuff. Um, you know, I, I've seen some of that when it comes to tweeting. But uh, for the most part, when it comes to Blue Beetle, everybody's just been praising it. Everybody's just been praising what we've seen. And it's going to be interesting how the general audience um, responds to Blue Beetle because obviously the general audience is not going to really know who Blue Beetle is. But I really like this logo. I think the logo is pretty was pretty awesome. Uh, it's got the robotic, you know, the the alienware, the uh, whatchamacallit, and uh, you know they they're really just. I mean, obviously beetles are gross. If you ever see a beetle, they're just uh, they just give me the heebie-jeebies. And, uh, you know, kind of reminded me a little bit of that mummy scene. Remember in the first mummy when they had those little beetles that were like little gems in the wall and then all of a sudden they came alive and just kind of ate you from the inside out? But anyways, I still like it because I think it looks pretty cool. And, of course, there was a panel for Blue Beetle and Jolo came out. Sholo, Sh I should say Sholo Mariduana came out, talked about it. And what's her name, too? Uh, the girl that's in it, I always forget her name, Bruna something. They, uh, they came out on stage, and they talked about Blue Beetle, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, because the reception, when it comes to what they've released so far, if it's the costume with the, the set and on set, looking good, and then, of course, even this logo right here, it's all been looking pretty good when it comes to that, so yeah. Yeah, spiders are ew, too, yeah. Yeah, scar yeah the scarab, the scarab. I should say. And apparently, too, when it comes to that, we're going to hear the voice of that as well. So there's going to be like some communication between Jaime and the, the Scarab. Scarab? I'm probably saying it wrong. I know. But anyways, they're probably going to, um, yeah, it looks cute. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're, they're going to have like apparently an internal dialogue and kind of going back and forth. So I don't know. I, I'm curious to see that first trailer, which we probably won't get until, you know, maybe they'll play it with Shazam. I don't know. But, yeah, there's the shot right there of them two at uh, CCXP. So, there you go. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, we got uh, Mr. Aaron Bailey right there made this uh, Flash poster. That's pretty cool. We got a new shot from Into the Spider-Verse. Across the Spider-Verse, I should say, of Gwen. 
and uh, you know, yeah, and it's going to be. I can't wait for another trailer for that. Can't wait for that. There's so much good stuff that's coming out next year. My God, like like John Wick three. So we got the first official poster, and I love that his tie is an an hourglass full of bullets. An hourglass full of bullets. So cool. Like that. And then of course, the man himself. Showing up on stage at CCXP. <laughs> Look at that. You know, that's just that's that's his like that's his that's his attire. That's him dressing up right there. T-shirt, nice T-shirt, a jacket, some slacks, and then some comfy shoes. That's how Keanu Reeves dresses up. I like it. I like it. Uh, let's see. Yeah, and of course, when it comes to the domestic box office, Violent Night opened up for 13.3 million. I think worldwide it made 20, so that's pretty cool. And then check out this Alex Ross. Look at that. That's pretty cool. Mmm. I like that. And then I like this too. When it comes to uh, what uh, X uh, X Force. And then here's a couple of shots from yeah. This is where I was sitting. You know, going to SoFi yesterday. My new camera really made it look pretty good. Look at that. Yeah, that's right. It was kind of gloomy and rainy, so the lights were just like just illuminating everything. So good game. Good game yesterday. Good game. Hey, we got Jordan from Chainsaw Reacts. I love how, uh, you know, he did a little calling out uh, talking about Exclusiva. And this is how Exclusiva was born. Because, you know, you got a website that's an exclusive Ghost Rider in development for Disney+, Plus, which is not an exclusive. And uh, I love how Jordan called it out right here, saying, Unreliable websites loving, love using the word exclusive to make it seem they are legit. Don't fall for the horse shit. Thank you. Yay. Jordan, love you, buddy. My God, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I keep on saying. That's why Exclusivo was born because, yeah, these fucking bullshit websites like to use Exclusivo when they think they got an exclusive when it's a rumor. You can't have an exclusive rumor. I'm sorry. Ugh, ridiculous. Anyways, this is pretty funny right here. Eyes wide shut. <laughs> I laughed. I laughed a little too hard when it came to when I saw this poster right here. It's pretty, pretty hilarious. But eyes wide shut. Guess who's not invited to the Christmas party? And you got uh, Tom Cruise standing on uh, four packages to be as tall as Nicole Kidman. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. It's pretty hilarious. Uh, it was good. This is funny, too. Spice Bear. <laughs> and it's an Ewok. That's hilarious. That is absolutely hilarious. And then you got the goat, Nolan Ryan, right here, who, uh, you know, split his lip, spitting blood, still pitching. They don't make baseball players like this anymore. Just saying. Especially pitchers. They baby the pitchers too much. You know how many complete games Nolan Ryan had in his career? So many. But yes, intimidation factor. And he says it helps if the hitter thinks you're a little crazy. The goat. The goat. And then look at this awful poster. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just one template now. It's just one template. One template. The floating heads template. It's, uh, it's awful. You know, the movie might be good. The movie seems like maybe it'll be all right. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, this poster's pretty awful. Um, you know, just the normal Floating Heads poster for Dungeons & Dragons. There was, like, a behind-the-scenes um, 
you know, featurette that came out. So, but you know, yeah, I like Chris Pine too. I think it's all kind of great. I don't know. It's all ugh, looks like a bad video game, right? It does, Andre. It's just I, I don't even know what the hell's happening. And then check this out. Look at this. Yeah, you know, just hanging out with a wolf. <laughs> this. Just on the set. Just chilling. I mean, I guess that's, you know, he's casting the movie. Look at how big that motherfucker is. My God. And just happy. I don't know if it's, a, is it actually a wolf? I mean, I guess, I mean, wolves can be domesticated too. I mean, they're essentially just, just the normal, you know, that's where a dog comes from. But nah, it's probably just a regular dog. But I don't know. It's just crazy. Just chilling. Just chilling. I know. Looks like something from the prehistoric uh, era. Uh, Deborah Ann Wall and uh, Eldon Henson apparently are going to be returning as Ka Karen Page and Foggy Nelson, according to Marvel updates. There hasn't been anything released yet, but apparently that's going to be happening. Happy Wolf, Happy Life. <laughs> nice one. Nice one. I like that. Uh, and then I, I saw a lot of people getting fooled by this, but this is like a new meme that's happening. It says Wednesday's, Wednesday's Jenna Ortega reveals to Vogue that her favorite CBM of all time is Man of Steel by J Zack Snyder. I've been obsessed with this movie since it came out. I find it very underrated. Zack Snyder truly is, is, is a genius. And a lot of people were, uh, a lot of people that I know were like actually retweeting this. All the guy, oh my God, she has, I'm like, uh, guys, this is not real. Don't just believe anything you say because you agree with it. Let's do a little digging first. But yes, this is just a meme. There's a series of memes that talk about Jenna Ortega praising all kinds of everything. So that's why I was like, wait, wait a minute. This, this can't be real. That doesn't even, how does that even sound like a real quote? But yet, you know, people are, uh, that's just happening. Like, look what happened to Brie Larson. Apparently, look at, this is the same tweet uh, that somebody else tweeted. It said, Wednesday's Jenna Ortega reveals in a new interview her favorite Marvel character is Carol Danvers, a.k.a. Captain Marvel. I've been obsessed with her ever since I found out who she is. I read her comics and found her amazing. And apparently Brie Larson f got fooled, too, and was like, come on our YouTube channel and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> That's just <laughs> oh, I can't help it. Ugh. Just totally just, yes. Sorry, uh, Brie Larson. You made an ass out of yourself. You do it to yourself, though. But, yeah, apparently Brie Larson even got fooled by this new meme that's been going around, which I didn't know what exactly that was, you know, when it came to that. All right, what else we got here? Let's get through this. Posted some more stuff. I put this in my cart for sure, 27% off. Yeah, you know, Amazon stuff. Hey, we got people that were uh, going to see Avatar, Way of the Water. Look at those 3D glasses. Those things are insane. You know, for someone who wears glasses, that's going to be a pain in the ass a little bit. There's some Adam West and Burt Ward, Batman and Robin. Love that. Anya Taylor-Joy says, voicing Princess Peach. The super in the Super Mario Brothers movie has turned her into a gamer. All right. So what is she playing? Is she playing like Super Mario? I don't know. Yeah. Did you guys see this too? The Russo brothers, this whole AI generated like uh, technology that's happening that a lot of people are utilizing, which I haven't used yet. Apparently they put in a bunch of, um, you know, the Marvel characters and they got some pretty cool stuff out, which looks like Wes Anderson's Wes Anderson's Va Avengers right here, which is pretty cool. There's a lot of photos in there. And then look at this. Oh, my God. We got our tease for a movie that's not coming out for another over like like a year and a couple of months. But the um, the movie from uh, Bong Joon-ho. 
Starring Robert Pattinson, Mickey 17. We heard about this. We talked about this. And, uh, yeah, they did a little tease right here. Um, I don't know why they decided to release it. It's not coming out till 2024, March 29, 2024. But, yeah, you know, it's about clones and stuff like that. It's, it's sci-fi. I'm all for it. You know, Junho is great. If you guys haven't seen, uh, you know, uh, Parasite, do yourself a favor. Watch Parasite. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. responds to Quentin Tarantino's uh, talking about, you know, the whole thing when it comes to marvelization. I think he had a good quote right here saying, hey, let's just get over it. We're all a community. There's enough room for everything. You know, I mean, that's fine. That's cool. He didn't say he was wrong or anything like that. You know, he basically said, I, I think our opinions on these matters say a lot about us. I think that we are in a time and a place that I unwittingly – contributed to where IP was taken precedence over principle and personality. And it's a double-edged sword. A piece of IP is only as good as the human talent you get to represent it, and you can have some IP even if it's coming from an auteur or a national treasure of a, of a writer-director. And if you don't have the right kind of artiste, artist playing the role, you'll never know how good it could have been. I mean, yeah, I mean, it kind of makes sense you know, when he's talking about that because – Let's face it, when it came to Iron Man, I mean, talking about the marvelization, I mean, I'll, I'll look at it as, you know, when it comes to Robert Downey Jr., he's the movie star, he's Tony Stark and everything like that. Maybe, like, people that came after him were considered, like, no, you're going – I mean, I still agree with Tarantino saying that people are just going to see the movie because they want to see the next thing and they want to see the heroes, and I don't think they necessarily care who's playing the heroes. But I think when it comes to Robert Downey Jr., even though he was already a movie star before that, it just parlayed his career – and, you know, talk about a comeback story when it came to him being Tony Stark, Iron Man, you know. So there's, you know, of course, everybody's going to ask all that stuff. So and then Gil Kennan is going to be directing Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel. Jason Reitman will be producing it. So not directing it again. The main cast is all uh, expected to reprise their roles. So there you go. Via deadline, we have a new director that's going to be directing the follow up to Ghostbusters Afterlife. And that is Gil Keenan. I've never really heard the name, so but hey, it's whatever. Jason Reitman still, still directing, or still producing, I should say. And then speaking of AI art, here's some more AI art, kind of taking in everything, and that's kind of like a combination of all different things. But you could tell that these are, you know, that's kind of ca that's Cavalish, that's Affleckish, that's Godotish. Uh, I guess that could be. I don't know. I don't know if that's really uh, what's his name, uh, Harry Lennox esque. But, yeah, so there's everybody right there, some more AI art that's been happening. And then uh, Margot Robbie, she uh, look at what she had to say right here. When, it, when um, it comes to, you know, people wanting to have Harley Quinn show up again and then, of course, have that steamy romance that now is, uh, of course, in the Harley Quinn show of her in Poison Ivy. So all I want on this earth is to see your Harley get a Poison Ivy romance. That's all I want. I have been pushing for that for years. I cannot tell you how hard I've been pushing for that. Uh, I don't expect I you to name to. any names, but is, have you thought about it? Who, who she would play her? I honestly, when I picture it, I always picture like Poison Ivy in the comics. I don't really actually picture an actress doing That's it. So I, I agree. That would be, that would be so good. It's all I want. So, so there you go. She's been pushing for it for a while. And I'm like, phrasing! But then again, you know, Margot Robbie saying she's pushing for a, um, you know, a Poison Ivy lesbian romance. I think we can all get behind that, right, guys? We can all get behind that, but uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, James Gunn, obviously her and James Gunn have a good relationship. 
So maybe there's going to be something that's going to happen. And I mean, obviously, she's going to return as Harley Quinn again. It's just where is she going to return? Is it going to be another Suicide Squad? Is it going to be Peacemaker? Is it going to be something entirely different? But, you know, I think we can all get behind. Uh, we can definitely all get behind a, um, a, a Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy romance within the movies or whatever. Live action. For sure. Absolutely. And uh, most likely it'll happen. So don't get too excited, boys and girls. Uh, but, yes, may, uh, may she rest in peace. Kiersey Alley, she passed away at the age of 71 with, uh, of cancer. Shock to everybody. I didn't even know that she had cancer. I don't think anybody really did. But, uh, yeah, they released this on her Twitter, on her social media. Um, so, yeah, may she rest in peace. Raise your glass if you have it for uh, Kirstie Alley. Like I said, she's been around forever. And my first uh, introduction to her was Cheers and Look Who's Talking. I mean, who didn't have a crush on her, you know, <laughs> and Look Who's Talking? I mean, my God, just gorgeous. But uh, cheers to her. She was an icon. Definitely an icon. Been around forever, and she pushed back against like a lot of things too recently, which I thought was pretty good. I like that. So there you go, guys. There are tweets. There are the tweets. So let's get. Uh, yeah, may she rest in peace. But it's just funny because I didn't know she was seventy-one. I thought she was like maybe in her late fifties to sixties. But I'm like, oh well, yeah, she's been around for a bit. But you know, I know she had like weight struggles when it came to you know that. But she always very she very well kept i was like wow i didn't know she was that 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 young or that that you know 71 that's just crazy to me it's crazy so all right let's talk about um let's talk about uh, our first little subject right here of course when it comes to uh this talk about the flash now um obviously we got the the flash uh, just got a new release date and it's going to be coming out a week early a week earlier so uh june 16th that's when we're going to be getting the Flash. Uh, they decided to bump it a, a week early. I don't know how many times. Can we count even on two hands how many times the Flash has changed its its release date? Well, at least it's coming out earlier now. It's not being delayed. They're bumping it up a little bit earlier. So hey, that's fine by me. They're not uh, they're not going to be pushing it back anymore. They can't afford that. I mean, my God, there's so many. So much stuff, but uh, yeah. So the Flash is going to be coming out a week early. Oops. Uh, when it comes to um, uh, the news that happened today, Deadline released that, and I uh, thought, all right, that's pretty cool. And uh, it basically says it moves up, and some other things that were uh, even talked about when it comes to the article. Uh, apparently, it says like right here, it says uh, so good that the Warner's because it says like how. Basically, what's happening too, is, and what's mentioned in this article uh, also, is talking about the positivity in the test screenings for the Flash. This is why it's my anticipated, my most anticipated DC movie out of all of them. Is the fact that it's well, it could be, it's one of my all time. I mean, it's going to be in my top ten of anticipated films of next year for sure. But they talk about how great is Ezra Miller, and it's just funny because, again, now that there hasn't been anything that happened with Ezra lately, now it's like. All of a sudden, Deadline starts off their article by saying, how great is Ezra Miller, is, uh, the Ezra Miller movie, The Flash? So good that Warner's is uh, moving it up a week to uh, June 16th, Father's Day, where Disney has the original Pixar movie, Elemental, and Sony has an R-rated uh, Jennifer Lawrence movie, No Hard Feelings. So it's going to be going up against that. And yeah, just kind of talking about that. And it said, Warner Brothers also added Mummies. There's a movie called Mummies coming out. Not sure exactly what it is. That's going to be coming out on February 24th. So that's interesting. And then there's been some uh, other interesting things, too. 
Let me pull it up right here. I totally forgot to. My bad. All right, hold on. Let me uh, pull up the uh, whatchamacallits because we get we get our first uh, good look at the um, at the uh, the alternate Flash's costume, which is the big thing. We've already seen what the Flash, the new Flash costume looks like, but we're gonna we got a good look at the uh, the ultimate Flash right here or the alternate Flash. But here we go. We got this one first. This poster right here. It's just like you know. All right, it's a, uh, it's just a you know got a black background. You got the logo. It's not uh, you know we get a little bit of uh, what he's looking like that right there. And and I will say that in this image right here, the the cow, the helmet, looks better than it did in the trailer or in the footage that we saw at DC Fandom. It does look better. Everything looks better when it comes to that. So at least there's that. You got the bolt that's going out this way. I w you know maybe the bolts on the uh, the helmet looks you know maybe they could have made that a little bit different in my eyes i don't know but i think like um it does look definitely does look better than it did in that in some of that footage that we saw and then uh we had stuff right here don't confuse motion with action so that we got right there of the new costume showing all the uh the the red and the the, the yellow boots and of course the uh the streaks of electricity that's going to be running through it so that's pretty cool and then you got the flash right there. Some more works right there. And then you got uh, multiverse. What does that say? Chrono bowl multiverse, whatever that says. Past, present, future. And then look at that. There he is right there. That's right. You got the uh, the alternate flash costume right there, which is going to be interesting according to the story. Maybe he doesn't even have the flash powers yet, and they're going to reenact and try to get him the flash powers. So like a, a different kind of take when it comes to the flashpoint story but yes yeah, so as you can see right here it's just a painted it's a painted bat suit it's the painted batman returns bat suit which we already knew you could see that it's all red and it's got the spray paint we saw a little bit of that when it came to that footage and uh of course they didn't do a good job because you still have some of the black that's in there i like it this looks ridiculous i get it, it does and it's supposed to apparently it does look ridiculous because, uh, you know, you got the, uh, the, apparently they have like, I don't know, they put this thing for the belt. They got these gloves and these uh, uh, shoulder, or these uh, elbow pads. They, I think there's knee pads too and some crazy boots. And then, of course, if you look at the, uh, you're looking at right here, you're looking at this cow. You can just tell that, yes, it is, in fact, the Batman cow with the ears cut off. And apparently there's headphones that are just like over here. Like, it, it's ridiculous. It's, uh, it's so homemade. It's so so, uh, it, it, yeah, that's all you could say. It's ridiculous, but I'm looking forward to seeing what it looks like in live action and how they're going to incorporate that into the story. Again, when it comes to this, ha th when it comes to this thing, I mean, people are praising it when it comes to, when it comes to the, uh, the, the test screenings. People are praising it, obviously, because of the multiverse level of everything like that. I mean, they've even talked about – I mean, I remember there was an article that was even talking about how some people were referring it to, like, you know, a, a different – DC's version of Spider-Man No Way Home because it's got it's got two Batman in it. God knows how many different other characters show up in it when it comes to the whole multiverse thing. So, yeah, I love how uh, they cut the. I know, right? It's so that's it, and and you could say it looks stupid. You could say it looks ridiculous. That's what they're going for. I love the fact. I didn't think that they were going to do that. We already saw the fact that he was going to be using like you know the the shirt. I guess you could say from Keaton's Batman from Batman Returns. But I didn't think that they were going to use the actual cow and cut the ears off. So ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Just just, just dumb. <laughs> but I think that's what's going to work. That's what's going to work. And there was also this t here that also that uh, people have been 
spotting that's on merchandise that says uh, two idiot kids, a retired vigilante, and a half-charged solar-powered alien. Talking about the two Flashes, Batman and uh, Supergirl. So that was also shown right there, too. Um, you know, and I saw a lot of people criticizing that, and I'm just like, okay, I get it. It's not for you. It's not for you. But I just love the fact that they can't stop criticizing about it. You know, it's like if it's not for you and you don't want to see it, then fine. Don't criticize or, you know, have the people that want to see it or looking forward to it. You don't have to discourage them. Just leave it be. It's not for you. Fine. To me, I'm like, I keep on saying that this movie is going to be, it's going to have more Snyderverse in it than any of the movies that have been post post Zack Snyder's Justice League. I think that's, it's pretty, it's, I think we've kind of gotten to that point right there, right? Where it's like, we know that that's going to be happening. I don't know. It's just, ugh, God, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But, uh, but yeah, so that's uh, the promo stuff that's been coming out. I'm sure more stuff will be coming out. I don't know when it's going to be coming out. But, you know, going back even to, like, uh, the cape for Supergirl, that was pretty interesting. I'm kind of wondering, um, what does Flash Film News have uh, cooking up? Because, like, again, I always say, no matter what anybody says, because I know people have pushed back against them, they are pretty much getting – they're pretty much in the know. I don't know exactly how, but hey, they're in the know, and they, you know, they have the, uh, they had, uh, they actually had an exclusive talking about the um, design in the cape, and then of course we'll see what happens when it comes to more things. I think uh, some 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 cool things are going to be coming out, so looking forward to that, and uh, we'll see what else happens, guys. But um, yeah, all right. But now we got, uh, well. I think it's uh I think it's about time. I think it's about time we we realize that uh, Black Adam. Can we just kind of uh, agree that it's uh, not exactly uh, a success? I mean, it's I guess it's not a, a huge flop or a bomb, but it's um it's definitely not uh, doing well at all. It's definitely not doing well at all, and there's. An, a new article that came out as well when it came to um, when it came to the Flash and uh, <laughs> what's, what's happening with it. And uh, here's uh, the article right here from Variety. It says box office bust. Black Adam faces theatrical losses. So let's break down this right here. Black Adam has hardly been given a hero's welcome in, the, in its box office run, generating just three hundred and eighty seven million globally after seven weeks on the big screen. That may seem like a, uh, a, a lot of coinage, especially in the COVID times when movies are of all shapes and sizes are struggling to reach pre-pandemic grosses at the box office. But Black Adam, a comic book adventure starring Dwayne Johnson as a villain, technically anti-hero, once promised to change the hierarchy of power in the Warner Brothers DC Universe. Ouch, they're actually doing that. They're talking about the, uh, they're talking about doing that. That's not good. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What an idiot. Um, so when, <laughs> I'm sorry, Dwayne, I love you. Um, DC Universe, uh, let's see, um, didn't uh, come cheap, costing $195 million to produce. And a big budget movie led by Johnson, one of the biggest movie stars in the world who plays against type here as a murderous anti-hero requires worldwide marketing spend uh, of a hundred million dollars i think it was actually more than that according to knowledgeable individuals insiders at warner brothers pushback saying that covid related box office limitations led to the studio to scale back the global advertising campaign to 80 million dollars as a result 
The film needed to earn around $600 million worldwide to break even and to surpass the lofty benchmark to turn a profit, according to sources familiar with the financials. Yet box office experts believe Black Adam will, s- will stall out with less than $400 million world, uh, globally, which is, a problematic s- which is problematic since movie theater owners get, a, get to keep half of those sales. Now the movie stands to lose 50 to $100 million in its theatrical run, according to the estimates of insiders, as well as rival executives with knowledgeable of uh, which knowledge of similar production sources at Warner Brothers dispute those numbers, saying the movie will break even. They also argue that the financial equation has changed with shorter theatrical. You know, obviously now you can watch it on, you know, you can you can rent it right now from home. So they're looking at it like that, too, which is good. Of course, you could look at it like that, allowing the film to go to home video uh, entertainment in 33 days rather than 75, which reduces the number needed to revive its marketing campaign for a digital platform. So there you go. That's what's happening over there. And it's just kind of like, yeesh, god damn, that's uh, not so great. But hey, it tried. <laughs> I mean, I don't know where it went wrong. I think it just went wrong. I don't know. It's just when you watch Black Adam, again, when I watch, I saw a YouTube short from these two dudes talking about Black Adam, where it kind of fell short, which it's like, it just felt like it should have been something that was a little more edgier and it just didn't feel like that. It felt like it was trying to appeal with too, to too many audiences when it came to it, like, all right, well, we got Black Adam. He's going to be killing people. Yeah, but he's killing all the bad people. So is that really him being a villain? He's killing the bad people that they established right away. And then he's got a soft spot for the kid who is like trying to give him a catchphrase and all this stuff, which we've seen before. I didn't like that aspect of it. I like the fact that he was killing like, you know, killing the bad people. Sure. And there's some really cool sequences in there. But then it was just kind of, I don't know. There's just too much that was happening right there. But I don't know know where you can go wrong. But I think we can, you know, like I said, we can kind of admit that it is a little bit of a... Sorry, Dwayne Johnson. I really do uh, love you, right? But uh, it just didn't didn't happen right here. Fuck me, right? Yeah. So, Black Adam. Maybe it'll do better. It'll gather an audience, have a cult following. I don't know. I just I just don't know. I don't know what to say about it. You know, we've talked about it like crazy, and I just don't know what else we could say. And I know people still try to boost it. And I know when it comes to uh, break even and all that stuff and like the different kind of numbers. I kept hearing that it needed to make that much money too, or about six hundred million to break even because they poured a lot into a lot of things when it came to it. So I don't know. Again, I'm not an expert. I don't think anybody's an expert. And of course, people on Twitter are always going to like say that they think they're an expert and everything. So I don't know. Oh, the hierarchy, right? The hierarchy. HBO Max. Okay, so we've been kind of wondering what was going to be happening when it comes to HBO Max, and there's going to be a name change, uh, obviously combining with Discovery Plus, which Discovery Plus, apparently, when it comes to the content on there, from what I gathered, it's been actually doing pretty well. HBO Max, not so much. When it comes to the age of streaming, these studios, these companies, they're trying to figure out the cash flow flow problem that they've been having when it comes to um, when it comes to just you know not just subscribers and all the stuff. But uh, there's a new article today, of course, that came out. And here's the article right here from CNBC saying Warner Brothers Discovery closes in on Max as the name of its combined HBO Max and Discovery Plus streaming service. That's right, guys. It's going to be called Max. 
Okay. Why? I mean, remember at one point it was going to be called Warner Max, which I thought that was a good title. I think a lot of us kind of thought it was. I remember even Zack Snyder kind of tweet, like not teased it, but it was like when he was like going over footage and whatnot. There was like this whole thing talking about Warner Max and everything. I don't know. Warner Brothers Discovery executives are, clo are close into formalizing a new name and platform for its soon-to-be-launched streaming service that will combine the pre-existing HBO Max and Discovery Plus services. The merged platform's expected name, Max, is being vetted by the company's lawyers, according to people familiar with the matter. So there you go. I don't need to read any more. That's what they're talking about. They're saying, like, it's going to be called Max, so just take off HBO. I mean... HBO, it's weird. It was weird to have HBO Max in the title already because there was HBO Plus, there was HBO Asia, there's so many different HBOs. Home box office has always been a good name. It really has. I've never been, I was never thrilled on like putting HBO on everything, but then you kind of get it when you think about what the acronym stands for. And I remember just being a kid and watching like the new movies premiering on Saturday nights at 8 at 8 p.m. when you'd be like, oh, my God, the new movie that, you know, I saw in the movie theaters. I can now watch it. It's going to be premiering on HBO. And they'd have that opening sequence, you know. Yeah, I know the theme song. It's embedded in my head. Um, yeah, back in my day, kids, we had to wait for this stuff. Ugh. But, um, yeah, so HBO, home box office, if they're going to remove that, I don't know. Is Max even good? I mean, I like the fact that they're not using Plus. Because everybody uses Plus. That's just like the common thing is like Plus. And even Hulu has made fun of it with their new thing. that's called like Plus Plus and Plus or whatever the hell it's called. I don't know. But what are we feeling here? I know. See, a lot of people are just kind of going Max. Max Max? Maximilian? Max? I don't know. Why? Ru I know. Now that it's like, yeah, see, I mean, you guys are totally agreeing. I think, I think they're going to be looking and seeing how people react to this and being going, maybe this is not a good idea. Maybe it shouldn't be a good idea. And I think we're all kind of agreeing that it's a good idea. And they're just going to get rid of that name right there, man. They just need to get rid of it. Why? You know, because we see that and we're just, ugh. I think a lot of us, when we read that, just face, I mean, face palm right there. 100%. So hopefully they come up with something a little bit better. Who knows? We'll see what happens. But uh, right now, that's what they're calling it. So they're going to possibly be calling it Max. Okay, call it. I don't know. They can't call it anything else. Who knows? All right. Then finally. Oh, man. Let's see. Finally, I'm like, what am I talking about? <laughs> I almost drew a blank. Like, what's the last? Yeah. Take another drink, Dave. What's the last topic? Oh, yeah, Batgirl. Remember that movie? It was going to be on Max. That's right. Well, uh, turns out the, um, the new uh, – the, uh, the directors – I can never remember their names. Uh, they kind of talked uh, with um, the Hollywood Reporter right here. Here's the article that shows uh, Batgirl directors on becoming part of movie history due to can cancellation, why they'd still work for Warner Brothers. So here we go right here. There are upsides and downsides to having a film you've been hard at work on be abruptly shelved at the last minute by a number-crunching studio boss. I wouldn't say it was last minute. They still had a lot to do. The two filmmakers who uh, can attest that um, this are uh, Adil Al-Arbi and Balal Falal. I got you know, again, I apologize for if I pronounce your names wrong. Directors of the DC Universe entry Batgirl, which in August became a highest-profile casualty of David Zaslav's cost-cutting 
at his newly combined Warner Brothers Discovery when it was unceremoniously canceled while in post-production. The budget of $90 million, the movie is considered among the most expensive cinema projects ever to be assigned a scrap heap. But this is what they have to say right here when it came to talking about it. It said, you've got to imagine we're two fanboys, and for one second we were in the Batman universe yeah, I could, I could, I exactly know how they feel. Following in the footsteps of Zack Snyder and Christopher Nolan, and then it was just like we woke up and it was a dream. This is what Arby said, speaking with uh, the sidelines of the Red Sea Film Festival in Saudi Arabia. But then, from all the sorrow at seeing their chance of becoming part of the superhero world snatched away in the eleventh hour, they say the amount of positive reactions they personally received has been hugely gratifying. So there you go. Glasses half full right there in a crappy situation. It was unbelievable how much support we got, says Falah, noting that the likes of James Gunn and Edgar Wright reached out to them. So even James Gunn reached out to them, along with uh, studio execs from Paramount and Sony and even Marvel's Kevin Feige, which, of course, they worked on Miss Marvel. There was so much support from the people in the industry it felt like all the artists were supporting us, and that's a great feeling because you feel like you're not alone. Also, given the Batgirl's cancellation was somewhat unprecedented in the terms of its size and the manner in which it took place, while Arby and Falah's names are yet to be carved into superhero folklore, they have been added to Hollywood's lengthy and colorful annals. This is uh, something that never happened before, so we've kind of become part of movie history without even trying so there you go looking at the positivity we still needed additional photography there were a lot of scenes missing and the vfx was not there i don't know if warner brothers are really gonna go for that but we'll see sometimes we think it's fucked but sometimes it's like maybe so maybe yeah we'd still uh work with them so they don't have any hard feelings when it comes to uh Zaslav and crew but on the condition that the movie comes out, I mean, well, yeah, there's that condition, of course. I mean, if Warner says, do you want to do the next Batman and Superman? Of course, we'll say yes, but as long as the movie comes out. On that note, while Gunn reached out individually to offer his support, there hasn't yet been a more formal meeting with him since he's been installed as DC Studios co-CEO. But the meetings are in the books. So there you go. Some positivity right there. I like the fact... I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> I had that one triggered. Sorry. Now there's no face palm there. That was uh, that was uh, that was a mess up on my behalf. That was me. That was me. That was me. I'll take responsibility for that drop. Didn't mean to do that right there. No face palm right there. Good positivity. It's all about positivity right there. I think that was good. Good positivity. <laughs> that was good positivity. All right. So hopefully we'll see what happens. You never know. They might still end up releasing Batgirl for all we know. I don't know if that's actually going to happen. I don't know. Maybe they'll decide, like, hey, we should release this movie because if people start campaigning for it a little bit more, I don't know. And maybe they could look at it like that. James Gunn reaching out should be interesting. But anyways, all right, guys, let's go to the uh, Twitter questions or the questions in general and see what happens, see if there's anybody talking about. Let's see if you uh, answer or ask any questions over here in the YouTube space. Doesn't look like it. All right. So we'll go right over to uh, we'll go right over to Twitter right here. So see what you guys are saying over here. Make sure there's nobody 
Seeing some uh, crazy stuff, not too many things. So we'll do this. All right. Hey, we got Mr. Reeves FX going Batman, Thunderbolt, and uh, Metal. Hopefully, I, I want to get Reeves back on to the Avaca stream soon, talk to him a little bit. If you don't know who Reeves FX is, please uh, please do yourself a favor, follow the guy, especially on Instagram. He put, he makes bat suits. He makes all kinds of costumes, costume designer, really good stuff. We've had uh, He's been on the Avaca stream twice talking about you know, the Flash, Batman, all that kind of stuff. So do that. A sire. A sire. Uh, Dave, Streets, ha Streets has spoken. The break-even point acceptable for Black Adam is forty is $400 million. The Rock said in, uh, in his video, too, if it's true, we can wait for more JSA and Black Adam versus Superman, maybe with Adam in the place of Shazam as main. Yeah. Now, like, like again, I know I kept hearing 600 as well, but... They're going to pass it off like that. It's perfectly fine. And I do want more Black Adam, and I, I think they should just really have him be a big-time villain. So, And just, you know, the fact that we got Henry Cavill Superman back, that's the biggest thing. Eric, hey, Dave, full time. And now for something completely different, which is one word multi-purpose sentence is your go-to? Dude, bro, bruh. Forget about, forget about it. Um, I guess, dude, I don't know. When people say bro and bruh too much, I don't think they actually do that in real life. There you go, dude. There you go. I'm the majority. Yay. Savannah Wooter, Dave, I'm sorry, sorry for more questions. It's just it's annoying that people want Black Adam to fail. The Rock's the reason why Cavill came back. Yeah, I know. But uh, it's it's interesting. Hey, Dave, are you surprised that The Flash move up uh, release date to J June 16th? No. I just rewatched Black Adam. It's really good. It's my favorite movie of the year. It's a real shame. It's losing a lot of money, but I really hope it at least makes 600. It's definitely not going to make 600. Um, maybe on streaming it'll do somewhat well. Dylan, honestly, moving up, uh, moving Flash up was perfect and smart for once on WB. <laughs> That way they uh, avoided Indiana Jones, but unfortunately this will suck for the new Transformers and Spider-Verse as those open up before, but I guess we will find out once June gets here. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Naven, if Hawkman got a spinoff, which version would you uh, would they go with? Reincarnated Egyptian Prince, Alien Cop, or go the Stargate route and combine them? I mean, I guess they could pull from each one, right? I like the reincarnated version, but you know, Marcelo. Hey, Dave. Lately, I've had I have no time to watch your channel like before, but I love your work. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. Um, now that Batgirl directors have confirmed a meeting with Gunn, should the request to bring Snyder back release the air cut increase, or was that a definitive response from Gunn? I don't I don't know if there was anything like that was definitive when it came to it. I mean, you know, tweet whatever you want to tweet. Still do that. So. RJ, I've seen some people discuss this online, but do you feel DC fans are more active on social media talking about DC movies but don't actually show up to the theater when the movies come out? Why do you think that is? That's a good question. Because, you know, there was – I saw a meme that talked about that. I mean, it's just – when it comes to online, when it comes to so social media, everybody's kind of in their own bubbles. That's why I tried to follow as many different opinions – different people as possible want to follow marvel fans dc fans star wars fans 
even Harry Potter, wizardy type people fans that I don't even necessarily really like that kind of stuff. I'm not, that's never been my brand of vodka. But I think we kind of almost follow our own, you know, that's maybe that's why it's like that. Because, I mean, things trend all the time. But I think there's, uh, I think DC's just been a butt of a joke for a while. Sadly, I mean, not it was a butt of a joke, obviously, when it came to the mess that they did and how we got Justice League for sure. And then when it came to Zack Snyder's Justice League, I saw, I mean, it was just so many positive tweets and whatever talking about that. And then, of course, the Restore the Snyderverse hashtag getting up to 1.5 million. So I don't know. It's just all crazy. But I think just Black Adam, people were just kind of like they saw the trailer. They saw everything. They went and kind of went, eh. Which I understand. I can understand why they went, uh. Mr. Lobo, of course, doing that right there. RJ again, what are your what are some of your favorite movies or shows to watch when you're sick and need cheering up? I mean, you know, any there's you know, you got your superhero movies, like uh anything. I mean, just a, I, even if I'm sick or whatever the heck, there's no I don't – a comfort movie would be probably like a Back to the Future, you know. That's always a comfort movie. Um, shows would be your f- – I know I, I like Friends. I like Seinfeld. You know, rewatching some of that stuff is always uh, great. Fresh Prince, that would be a good one. But uh, I don't know. I don't really have choice um, uh, when I'm s- feeling sick or something like that. I know you're you're recovering right now from your, from your surgery. But, uh, yeah, I mean – Anything, I mean, Batman the Animated Series, always good comfort food. Uh, Young Justice, watching some of that stuff. Anything, you know, animated when it comes to that, the DC animated stuff. I like uh, watching that stuff too, so, yeah. Anyways, I think that's, I don't know what anybody else, you know, stuff like that. Zach, be back, just not now. Yeah, see, that's a good way to look at it, Jupiter. Zach could be back, but not now. That's the way you got to look at it. I think that's a good way to look at it is you never know what's going to happen, so. But, um, yeah, but anyways, I don't know what happened to my subscribe button that was, like, right there, but it's some some reason it just kind of uh, disappeared right there. Anyways, so we'll go ahead and uh, wrap this up, guys. Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. At least we got that little pop-up. And, uh, you know, do all that. Hit that like, thumbs up. Share the stream if you uh, be so kind. If you do that, too, it helps, helps the algorithm if you do that, if you share it on various social medias or whatever the heck. So do all that, and then, of course, uh, you know, smash that like, thumbs up. Follow me on the sock comments right here. I have been posting some things on Patreon. I posted something today, which was interesting. So if you want to uh, check that out, we'll do that. And hopefully we'll be doing the uh, Patreon stream soon. I'm hoping that it can. It should. I think we could do it this weekend. So if you want to be part of that, subscribe, do all that. And um, I think we'll be. Uh, that'll be fun. It's always fun talking to the Patreon family. So. All right, guys. Been fun as usual. You guys are awesome. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Same uh, junkie time, same junkie channel. Talk to you later.